and welcome to episode 195 of the Waters Waveland podcast. I'm your host, Wei Shen, and I have my favorite co-host with me here today. Hey, Tony, how's it going? Well, I thought you were going to say James Rundle. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. I'm well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't, if if you were James, you know, it's, uh, or if I called you James, no, sorry. If you were James, I wouldn't be able to hear what you just said. Yeah, because, you it know, just sounds like rocks in his, huh? Yep, or, rocks or, in his mouth all the time. <laughs> Hello, I'm James. <laughs> Sorry, that's a terrible impression. That's sorry, sorry James. <laughs> so this week we don't have any, we, we don't have a guest on for you this week, but uh, Tony and I are going to get into uh, a topic that I think is very relevant and uh, um, particularly to the industry that we're working in. Um, and we're going to touch on some maybe a little heavy topics, uh, but don't fret. Uh, next week we will have more guests on for you. So uh, yeah. I thought we could talk about what you experienced. I guess this is this conversation really started off from what you have, uh, what you, I guess, what you went through maybe earlier this week, talking about uh, you had a management meeting that kind of setting some dates coming back to the the office. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, first of all, and also because just Wei Shan and I, you know, we might curse a little bit, but we'll bleep it out. But, uh, you know, if you have us on a loudspeaker or something like that, just be aware of that, I guess. But, um, yeah, you know, the one thing I, I think that this is applicable to every single company that would be listening to us. And, you know, dealing with the coronavirus and now, you know, as we're kind of flattening the curve here in New York City um, and just around the globe, you know, Wei Shen, you know, you guys obviously in the office, I'll let you talk about Hong Kong, but they've been back in the office for a little bit now. Um, what they experience there in Hong Kong is certainly different than what's uh, happening in New York and different than in London, uh, which is where our three offices are. Um, but yes, yeah, so we had a, a management meeting uh, just about how are we going to bring people back in the office? And I thought it went well, you know, um, it, it seems like by all accounts, we're going to kind of give people the freedom to make decisions for themselves. But I'm talking with a lot of people in the industry, obviously, just as part of this job, and then just talking with um, uh, just friends and stuff like that. And one of the things that I'm really kind of starting to see is this is a really good opportunity to screw up morale, to really piss people off. Because, like, I'm, I'm just talking with some friends and then, again, talking with some people in the industry. And everybody's trying to figure out, okay, once New York City opens back up again, how are we going to get every let's when, when can we get everybody back in the office and it just blows my mind how short-sighted this is like as if andrew cuomo and bill de blasio go yeah on the 18th everybody let's rock the out and get everybody back in the back in the office again go ahead that's not going to happen the rest of 2020 it is going to you have to rethink your whole managerial strategy Yes, I completely agree. It's better to have people in an office communicating with each other, interacting with one another. Absolutely, that is what you want. You know what else I would like? I would like not to have to be trapped in my house all the time. I would like to be able to have the freedom to go to a bar or restaurant. I would like for these, I would like when the lift does happen to not have to go into a place that's limited capacity or whatever. But that's not going to happen. Managers have to start to rethink just their whole outlook on team building, on getting the most out of their employees. Because I swear to God, if you're one of those asshole bosses that goes and says, all right, on this day, or here's our five dates. On the 18th, we're going to have the A team come in. On the 25th, we'll have the B team come in. By September 1st, we will definitely all be back in the office again. As if you have some goddamn crystal ball and you're able to see what's going to happen with with <laughs> how this all going to happen. And my Joe, let me just say, I'm a cons- you know, I, well, I may hate Donald Trump. I'm a conservative. I and I do believe in states' rights. So I think, you know, I, I'm happy that states are starting to open up and that we are trying to find some normal there. So don't think like I'm one of these people that thinks, oh, no, everybody should stay home. But they have to start. Management has to understand that. Your old managerial ways and your beliefs around team building and having your such important meetings that where you have your meeting and you think that you're just giving these real pearls of wisdom while everybody's rolling their eyes. 
maybe that has to be put on hold for the rest of 2020. I mean, if Google and Facebook can tell their employees that they, you know, they have to work, but they can work from home, they can work remotely for the rest of 2020. If that's good enough for Google and Facebook, and we're all in technology here, perhaps we can listen to them and kind of say, oh, yeah, maybe we're not going to force everybody in and make them feel like they're just being put into an uncomfortable position. And, and then I'll kick it over you. But, and that's all with being said, there are obviously people that have to be in the, that throughout this whole thing have been going into the office and they are incredible. And let's hope that management treats them well. And that when things do finally calm down, my guess is truly like there'll be some return to normalcy this year, but 2021, they get some extra time off, maybe a little pay bump, something like that, that they get treated mm-hmm. well. Those people are having to go into an office or work at a restaurant or, you know, uh, or do the delivery um, uh, are obviously our healthcare workers, police, fire, all those people. But those are jobs that you have to have people. In. And that's just, that's just the grown up world. There are some jobs that, yeah, you got to be there for, and that's just the life you live. For journalists, obviously, we can do this job anywhere, but we're not important. We're just, you know, whatever. But programmers, engineers, software developers, yeah, it's better to have everybody working together on a team, having your little scrum meetings and everything like that. But I swear to God, you have a talented, a talented technologist. You tell them that person they have to be in an office on this day. Guess what? They'll be looking for the first job once every once that job becomes available. That's my two cents. Obviously, in Hong Kong, it's been uh, a little bit different for you guys. Yeah, we have. Uh, well, in, in our Hong Kong office, anyway, we have uh, we have adopted this like team A, team B kind of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't talk. I can't. I can't talk on behalf of the other departments. Um, so, uh, just FYI, in case you didn't know, I'm the only editorial representative for water technology out you're here just, in Asia. You're such a superstar, Wei Shen. We don't need anybody else out there. That you, you just <laughs> run the show for us. Anybody who joined over there, they would just pale in your comparison. So, you know. They will. Yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I, I can't talk for the other departments and I have no clue if uh, the other department heads are actually... F- uh, for lack of a better word, forcing their their underlings to come in and when they're supposed to come in. But uh, yeah, I'm very thankful to be here uh, and still, you know, employed. This is the carrot that everybody will have, uh, you know, looking forward to. Um, but I think you're right. Management shouldn't force a date uh, for when people should all be reporting to the office again, whatever office that may be. Um, I think that uh, there are so many things that they would need to consider. I mean, you can look at just how uh, COVID-19 has actually impacted individuals. You know, everybody has different personalities and this whole situation has impacted everyone in different ways, you know. Uh, So to, to force everyone in like that would just mean that you are not thinking about these different personalities and you're just focused on the business and like, yeah, we need to get everyone back in the office and working at full capacity and like full um, productivity. Don't mind me jumping in. If you don't mind me jumping in. And to that point, yes, yes, we're employees. So we should be focused in on the business and that that is what management's job is, is to make sure that we don't all get fired because of poor performance and stuff like that. I guess, and and I know you agree with that. So what I would say is that the style of management, because so many managers have been bred to be one kind of manager where everybody works together. We work together as a team. We have our team building exercises. We have camaraderie and communication. This is in the best case scenario, of course, um, in an office. They're going to have to change their management style. They're going to have to get used to these, you know, interminable meetings on Microsoft Teams or Zoom or Symphony, whatever it is, you know, chat communication using. So, yeah, you know, I, we understand that there's still the business to run and that has to take precedent. You know, you have to consider the employees. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is we understand that there is a business to be run. Yep. But you're not going to help your business by making your employees feel like they're being forced into a situation or being put into, well, you don't have to come in, but you know, 
Tommy did come in. So, you know, it would be good if you and Tommy were working together in the office, putting them in, backing them into a corner. You're not going to get good productivity out of the person. And if they are talented, if they're smart, then they'll be out of that company whenever, when, once there is a chance to find, go find one. Sorry, I cut you off there. But that's, I, th- I think that you kind of agree with that, right? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. So when, when I say that, that that management's just fully focused on like the business, I didn't mean that we shouldn't be focused on the business. So and and you you understand that as well. Um, we obviously the business is going on as usual, and for us particularly, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that uh, by working at home doesn't mean that our productivity levels should be lower. You know, in, they, they in actual fact, it's actually higher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has to. It just gives us the, I guess, the flexibility for those who enjoy working at home um, before all this happened. You know, it just it does give some people the flexibility of how they work rather than being at the office, at the desk, very like rigid kind of situation. You know, um, sometimes it doesn't, um, I guess, uh, allow for creativity, which in which in our roles are, you know, quite essential, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think maybe management might be coming from the point of let's get things back to normal. Yeah. Well, guess guess what? Uh, <laughs> you can you can throw normal out the window because yeah. there is no there is no normal anymore. This is not whatever we come back to after all this is uh, all this dies down. It's it's not going to be what it used to be. Things will change and things are already changing, and. Well, yeah, if Google and Facebook can do something like that and say, you know what, if you don't want to, if you don't feel comfortable coming into the office uh, this year, don't sweat it. Come in next year. And and I think uh, Mark Zuckerberg actually said they're not going to have any gatherings of like 50 people, at, at, I mean, office gatherings um, until like July 2021. Yeah. There obviously can be, um, there needs to be a, a collective effort on management's part on how to uh, continue inspiring their employees and how team building can be done without actually having to see people face to face, like in the flesh. You know, you can do things to, yeah, Microsoft Teams or Zoom. There's so many. I mean, technology has given us a it's huge like plus me and point. You are going out for drinks every day, right? You know, it's, you know, me and you, yeah. we, we have a good bond. You know, we have a good relationship. Uh, my team with uh, our team with our colleagues in London. It's like mm-hmm. we're seeing them regularly. I don't understand that, uh, you know, concept. Again, we understand it's better to have people in an office being together. But t- that's not going to happen. It's like, again, it's I, I want to run and frolic in the Central Park. It's not going to happen, okay? So calm down, <laughs> re-examine what it is that you're doing and say, all right, how is it that I'm able to, to work with my colleagues in London and in Hong Kong? I can do those same things here in New York. And it's just for this year. It's not for eternity. It's not for the rest of our lives. But for 2020, if you set an artificial date, on somebody they're going to have that in the back of their head they're going to start thinking like all right shit how am i going to start going you know in on september 1st or june 1st or july 1st or you know how am i gonna when we don't even know if they're going to be allowed into that office on september 1st Mm. allow the people who want to go in to go in absolutely set up you know try and set up guidelines for people that are in the office to make sure the people that do decide to go in are safe but if you create an environment where there are second, the, the, those that don't come in become second-class citizens in the company, you have screwed up as a manager. You've screwed up as a company. You've loused this whole thing up, and and that's you know, I, I maybe maybe it works out for you. Who the hell knows? But I think that you're going to lose some real talented employees um, yeah. if you go along with that with that plan. Yeah. I, I, I am sure there will be companies that do uh, execute it that way. And mm-hmm. yep, once given the chance, those talented employees will be the first out the door. Yeah. And say, well, we know you, we... didn't, you, didn't, you didn't treat me well. So, you know, why, why the f- should I work, continue working for you when I could go to someone like Google and Facebook, you know, yeah. that allow me to Whatever come in whenever I feel comfortable. Yeah. And it's like, listen, you know, it, it just, it blows, because the other thing, I, I don't think that people are thinking about all right, just because your company has decided to do this. And again, we should very clearly state that Wei Shen and I aren't feeling any pressure or anything like that at, at our company. 
Um, thankfully, um, trust me, anybody who knows me knows that my opinion would be made very clear on this in a management <laughs> meeting if that were the case. Um, but for the companies that are out there, I just don't think that people are thinking about the whole ecosystem. All right, you're going to have people coming in. Um, let's say we were going to force people on our company. So if you were saying you have two other companies that are on your floor. All right, yes. what if they don't have the same practices that your company has? Um, elevators. You're on the 22nd floor. At, at 9 o'clock in the morning, at 5 in the evening, and during lunch hour. So for about four hours a day, it is already a pain in the butt to get on a high-rise elevator in many, many places. What happens when only one or two people are allowed on that elevator? Oh, no, your company is the special one that will definitely be allowed to get on the elevators. But all the other companies from floors 1 to 22, no, they, they don't have to worry about it. I don't think they're thinking about that. I don't think they're thinking about, all right, it's lunchtime. I'm going to go get my pizza slice. Ah, shit. I can't go in because, you know, Tony's Pizza over there, you know, they're only allowing one person in at a time. And it's taking forever. And now I got to get back on the fucking elevator. Oh, no, I got to wait 30 minutes. You might as you'll be eating your pizza in line while wait six feet apart, of course, while waiting to get on the fucking elevator. Hopefully you have a beer in your hand just to at least get tanked before you get back into the fucking office. And then, all right, you have your lunch. Well, now I got to go to the bathroom. All right. Oh, shit. Tommy is taking a shit in the bathroom. I now can't go in because we can't have multiple people in the bathroom. I now have to wait. What am I going to do? You just end up throwing yourself out the window and that's that, you know, that's uh, I don't think that people are fully thinking about the full ecosystem. It's not just your company that's going back. It's every company around you, every company in the building that you work with. So that those are the things that just because you want to have some sense of, like you said, I think so many managers that they want this just to get back to normal because they are sitting at home with kids. They are sitting at home with a family, with a husband or a wife that they absolutely just can't stand right now with kids <laughs> that they didn't realize just how much these f-ing kids just talk all day. And they're just want just shut up. Just let daddy have some time. Let mommy have some time, please. Trust me. If I had kids, I would be like, I'm out of here. I'm going into the office. My manager said I have to be in the office. And I fully respect that. Like. If you are going into the office simply to get away from the family, I dig it. I was smart. I didn't have kids, all right? I don't know what to tell y'all, but I fully understand if you want to go to the office and just be like, I'll risk it. I will risk it just to go with it. But those are the things that I don't think that managers are thinking about because they're thinking of it in a bubble. They're thinking about their company and that they're the only company in this. This is every single company. This is every single restaurant. We are all in this together. It's not yeah. just this peace, love, and dope kind of thing. No, we're all in this shit together, actually. Like, you know, this is a positive <laughs> thing. We're literally all in this together. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. So, like, yeah, they are thinking, like, about the company itself. So, let's say, yeah, for example, InfoPro Hong Kong, there are two other companies on our floor. We're on the 17th floor. So, we have to take a lift up that goes, well straight from one to straight from ground to like 16 and 17 onwards but the the elevators or the lifts i'm sorry uh, whichever we're, one we're elevators but yeah go on <laughs> the, lifts, the, lifts, the lifts are full of people so like in hong kong we have i mean at, at our office building anyway there's no like separation of like uh, only a certain number of people are allowed in the lift but in other places i know that is that is true yeah i either they divide it into like five and people are staring in the corners of each lift <laughs> and like trying not to breathe in other people's faces um people passing out just from holding their breath <laughs> on the other thing they got called an ambulance you know and now all of a sudden that lifts out of commission <laughs> um yeah so there are two other companies so while while Let's say, for example, I mean, just taking our company, for example, because, well, I don't have any other examples, but let's say we're talking about our company here, and let's say our company did actually force us to come back in, and they provided everything, and they made sure that uh, made sure that everyone felt safe, or oh, there's hand sanitizer everywhere, they're like face masks if you want, uh, you know, there's... Um, um, 
what do you call that? Antibacterial hand soap in, in the in the pantry. Wet wipes, um, all those kind of things, yeah. Yeah, everything that you need to feel clean. <laughs> to feel clean in this dystopian <laughs> society of, yes, I must wash my hands. I must wash my keyboard. Because that's, really, <laughs> that's a really good work environment to have. Let me tell you, that would make me feel like, really get my energy going, being like, Holy shit, someone just coughed across the room. I'm going to fucking die. Let me douse myself in fucking Lysol now. Yeah, but no, it's good that we're all in the office because, you know, hashtag productivity, hashtag team building. <laughs> so Sorry. while while the company can actually, uh, you know, make sure that they, okay, I think I think our employees will feel safe with all, if we have all these steps. But you don't control the other two companies on the floor or the other companies on any other floor that, I mean, in, in, if you're in any other office building, because, you know, not every company will have the whole floor to itself. Yep. So then what, what, what would those efforts mean? People are still going to be in contact with other people from other companies on the same floor, in the same lift, you know, and what if you need to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Ham from the other team, you know, they're going in there just hacking out a lung, you know. It's, what do you do? You know, somebody goes in there is hacking out a lung. Do you go into that bathroom or you're like, you know what? Um, I don't know what to do now because you can't go to a bar or restaurant now. I don't. It's again, for those that want to go in, absolutely. But I just don't think that they're thinking about the fact that just how much these dominoes are all connected to each other right now. And Again, I'm I'm all for states opening up. I'm all for comp I'm I'm all for New York even city opening up and I want to be back at the White Horse Tavern and I I've been I've been texting with the bartender from the White Horse by the way. That, that's how much I love the White Horse. I'm still in communication. Tight. They're ready to go back. You know, they're like, "Listen, let's, you know, we're we're okay. You know, let's let's do this. We'll do it responsibly." And let's do it responsibly. And you know, when you're out in public, you know, wear your face mask stuff like that. But if you don't have to be out, if, if, if your company, if you aren't an absolutely essential worker, then why are you forcing these people? Why are you forcing them in? It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. You're not going to this this it, this idea that if you get everybody back in the office, we'll all be OK and we'll get back to normal and we will start being productive. And and with that said. You know, maybe this is the other thing to, to maybe not talk about is yep. managing individually in this environment. Um, Wei Shen obviously knows uh, my management style. It's it, you know I, I've had to work at stuff like that. I can I can be <laughs> I can be quick to get you know my temper can rise you know quickly I guess uh, you know I, and I can yeah, be you're a little bit of a hothead. <laughs> can be absolutely. And so through this, I've been trying to be, because I just grew up, you know, I was you know, not to brag or anything. I'm way out of shape now, but that's the booze. Back in the day, I was a three-sport athlete. You know, I was in I was very, very good shape, you know, played sports. for. I was a wrestler from first grade on into college, um, you know. So I know what competition is about. I know being competitive. You know, that kind of alpha mentality and stuff like that. And my father, Marine, you know, I was raised with those kind of principles of there are times where you just have to just buckle down and just fight through some things. Yeah. And and I've as a manager just taken over, you know, I've, I've made mistakes throughout my whole career, even before I was editor in chief when I was U.S. editor um, six, seven years ago when I got named that and started managing a team for the first time. I screwed up all the time. Like there are, there are so many mistakes that you just make when you're learning how to become a manager. There isn't just like a, there are plenty of books written about it, but until you're actually doing it, you know, it's, it's a different thing. Yeah. And you have to manage the different psychologies of your team. Now, if you have, if you're a kind of manager that has 200, 300 people you're managing, yeah, it's a different thing. But so I'm just talking about, you know, when you have, you know, whether it's two, six, 12, 20, you know, kind of a team, something like that, 50. Um, you have to kind of know the different personalities of the team and kind of manage that. But then at some point, 
my mentality goes, well, this is the Godfather, and we're hitting the mattresses right now. All right, we're we're going to the mattresses. This is war. All right, and everybody's got to get on board and start to just focus because while management shouldn't dictate where you're working from and where you have to do on that end management should also expect that not only are you working as hard as you were and producing as much as you were before this you should be doing 10 times 10 times more work than that and i don't know but you should be working harder now you're one of the you have a job in this environment where in the u.s you know they're talking about 20 some odd percent unemployment at some point the worst unemployment rate that we've had since the great depression mm-hmm. you we have a job do the job and just focus on that you're you got a, a husband or a wife at home or a boyfriend or a girlfriend at home um you got kids you know that's a distraction you're just you're anxious about the coronavirus and getting it because it could kill you or kill your parents or you've lost someone you've god forbid i feel terrible for the people that have known someone who lost a loved one or a friend or know somebody who lost someone absolutely these are real real concerns these are real real things but still you have two options at the end of the day and this is my i'm not this is just my view of it. Yeah. The way that I handle it, because I suffer from depression and anxiety. You know, I've, I've talked about it on this, but it's just, you know, it's just something I have. But the way I try and manage it is I buckle down, I work on work, and I try and go through that. But it's not, I don't always get that message across. But at some point, people have got to start to realize the seriousness of this. So management should give flexibility to the individual. The individual should be working exponentially harder than they were. And if they were already working hard, if you were already at full capacity and can't do any more, well, then guess what? You are a star performer. So just keep doing the good work you're doing. But each person has to have a look inside themselves and say, am I doing the best job that I can be doing right now? And what is preventing me from doing that? Is it a mental block? Is it depression? Is it something like that? And then you have to start to, there's a bit of self-diagnosis that goes with it. And then there's a bit of seeking help, and which isn't as easy right now. I, like, I haven't seen my therapist in, uh, since it started. Like, we tried to do a video thing, and I was like, nope. Like, she's a, like an older lady and stuff like that. And I was like, nope, this, this, this is just not working for me. I'm just not into it. Um, so I've had to find other ways of giving myself therapy and trying to, that sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me, let I me change it. Let, it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, I guess, but in the, so we talked about management. I guess, so we should, I guess maybe we pitch up to you here is we've talked about management and how they should be dictating to people. But now what about the the individual management of people and then you as a worker kind of how do you respond to it um yeah I, I do agree with you so while like management has to or should no I, I guess not has to they don't have to but they should give their employees the flexibility uh, of you know choosing to work from home uh, or or not you know everybody has different psyches at the end of the day and and a true good manager would be able to deal with all these different psyches. Granted, it's it's not an easy job to do, and I'm sure you you know <laughs> you deal with like seven of us uh, nutheads. So um, uh, yeah, on on a daily basis, so you 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 know exactly how hard it it can be um, to deal with different different people. But at the same time, uh, let's say let's say management does give that flexibility, the employee should also pay it pay it back you know and how do they pay it back by being and right now there's some people that are just that would just be like oh my god man you know i completely agree with what you're saying but there are so many people that are listening right now that are like oh man they the the worker has to pay it back it's like yes we have (laughs) jobs right now yes we have to work our asses off to make sure we keep on having these jobs it's not here these jobs weren't ordained to us you know sorry i cut you off but i I completely agree with what you're saying i think there are plenty of people that just listened to that and were like uh you know but (laughs) well 
end of the day, you got to question why you're still with the company you're at, right? And and why uh, are you? I mean, if 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 let's say you're not happy at all and you don't mind getting fired at this point and being possibly out of a job for quite a while because you know, look, in the US alone, it's twenty percent unemployment at the moment. So, you know, the the chances of you getting a job it's maybe not so great. <laughs> so. So you have a job. Why not prove that you can still be good at your job despite being at home or being outside um, or working at a cafe yeah. or somewhere it's else? It's almost you know, like learning matter. a new skill. It's almost like learning a new skill. It's like, all right, this is an environment and I can succeed in this. Make it a challenge for yourself. Make it be something like where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm not able to go to my cafe or I'm not going to be in an office surrounded by workers. But this is a challenge and I'm going to succeed at this and I'm going to improve myself. And because of it, I'll be a better worker in the long run. I'll be, and whether that's at this company or another company, but yeah, the people that are just that fall into the funk. I understand why you fall into a funk, man. Like, you know, like God, just depression is, is a tough thing to deal with. It's just, and you don't even know it's hitting you sometimes, you know, yeah. sometimes just kind of sneaks up on you. Yeah, and uh, I guess yeah, you're right. We have we all have to have that like self-diagnosis at at some point. I mean, it's hard to go and see uh, well for you, for example, to see your therapist. But um, so during this time, and we have talked about this before, this whole situation of having to stay at home and being um, physically distant from other people, you know, um, is giving us a chance to self-reflect. And to really look and dig deep on your own character, you know, um, sure, there are low days, there are, there are good days and there are bad days. And on some bad days, it's, and you know, you know, like, for example, like, personally, some days I just, well, maybe I take on too much and I screw everything up. Other days, maybe I just can't focus at all. And, you know, maybe it's just better taking the day off and like, chilling out and next day coming back and hitting it hard you know it's there has to be you have to give yourself that kind of flexibility too <laughs> um in in terms of how to fully tap into your potential <laughs> 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 to understand how your mind really works and how the way that you work uh, you would know what's best for yourself at, at, the, at the end of the day this whole working from home situation can only prove you know how you work best and like you would know, okay, oh, if I sit in this position here at my desk, I feel focused and in tune with everything. I can, uh, this is the best way for me to do it. Or I have this like light, light music at the background. You, you do you. Um, you, only you will know what works best for you. But I mean, speaking of the, the whole like mental, mental health care it is definitely an issue because yeah, as I said, everybody deals with this differently. Um, and, you know, some Sometimes the home situation may we we didn't talk we didn't talk touch touch about about this but the you know, home situations may not be good you know the, mm -hmm. there are a lot of uh, you know uh, cases of uh, abuse and stuff and then those who have to stay at home obviously are facing a different um, a beast altogether mm -hmm. but you know in in a I guess in a, no, uh, a normal situation um, trying to learn more about yourself identifying points where you feel that, okay, this could be an issue. Um, should I talk to somebody about it? And, you know, uh, one thing that the company here in, in Hong Kong actually has done is uh, they have provided free mental health um, or free free chats with uh, with therapists, mm -hmm. which is excellent. Um, I haven't yet tried it out myself, but I, I think I probably will. Um, because and maybe one thing to add is, you know, in, in the whole Asian culture, it's quite taboo to, you know, to be able to, not to be able to, but to reach out to like a therapist. I had certainly have friends who have ter therapists and have done therapy for many, many years, but it's still considered a taboo. I actually wonder like how many people have actually uh, used that service here in our Hong Kong office, be yeah. just because it's not a, it's not a culture that, you know, very, we op very openly share our troubles. You know, it's it's seen as you're kind of like losing face if you do. Mm -hmm. So I personally have had to like break that down and break. I mean, I don't have any problems with 
you know, seeing a, a therapist is just more other issues of dealing with myself. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so you have to you have to at the end of the day identify what those problems are. And if you don't know what those problems are, that's fine too. You just have to talk about it with someone. If you internalize a lot of it, then you know when you this will affect everything, right? Your productivity in work, or your communication with your family and friends, everything. Yeah. So <laughs> on those days that are bad, Tony, I just want to find out from you. You know, what do you do when when you have a when you feel like a it's a it's a day that's you're, you're down in the dumps and you just can't do life. No, hey, listen, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the one fortunate thing, so, you know, uh, my very, very long time girlfriend, uh, Alice, she's away in Manila uh, with her family. And so she's going to be there for a while. Uh, she went out there to deal with some family stuff and now just could lock down stuff. So she'll be out there for a while. So I don't have her around and that makes things difficult, makes life very, very much more unpleasant because we get along well. Like I, I wish every day that she was here, but she's not. And I have to recognize when I'm going down those holes because for me, it's the you know I I'm not I don't you know I mean I like to have a glass of scotch, but me it's beer and stuff like that. But I'll just start getting drunk, you know, like when shit's wrong or something goes messed up, I'll just go and have a drink and. What I've had to do is in this environment is to say I recognize that I'm very, very quick to go to that. Um, so I've actually cut back significantly on how much I drink um, in a given week. Um, and that's been a positive thing. But it's one of those things that I had to also understand that I like to deal with – I like – I feel, I, there's a certain clarity that comes with a certain level of drinking, I find. Um, some people find it with pot. Some people find it with psychedelics, um, actually. Um, you know, for me, it's always been kind of booze. You know, the other drugs just never really kind of worked for me. But, you know, <laughs> give it a whirl and see what happens for you kids. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you have to kind of realize, all right, I know what my pressure points are. And I have to be cognizant of that. And then there are some days where I just, I don't do my job well. And I have to be able to say, all right, tomorrow is a new day. I can make up, I, I can work it. Or I just need this weekend to get back on it. Because you're going to have people that are going to be dealing with depression and anxiety. Here's the other thing, man. Like, I've been dealing with anxiety, um, you know, if you listen to this podcast for and listen to me about enclosed spaces and about heights. And it makes it very, very difficult for me actually to go into the office. Um, it, I have to take a pill. And pills, honestly, don't work that great. Usually, I'll have a couple drinks in order to get into the office on those days when I have to. Um and so, you know, you, you, you know, you work those things out in therapy, but it takes a long, long time. And mm -hmm. so I think that there are going to be people that are going to develop anxieties from this that they didn't really know what they had because you're being forced into a situation. And how do you deal with those kind of things? And so you absolutely have to manage to the person. But at the end of the day, you, the person, have to take on some responsibility and realize, all right. Things are not going well for me right now, and I'm not being productive. I'm not. But to say, well, I can't see my therapist, so I'm just going to crawl into a ball, and that's that. You have to find something, find someone, something that helps you to fight through that and allows you to be productive at your job. If you have a job, God, because that's the other thing. It's like, look at all these people that don't have jobs. It's. That's not good. That's not good for the mental health either. And it, I would I would hate to be, you know, looking for a job in this environment. Um, so, you know, for those people, it's like they have a whole different level of anxiety. So you have to be able to appreciate what you have. And then to put that forward and just say, I'm going to put my effort into this. My home life isn't good um, or my relationship isn't good. And again, if you're in an abusive relationship, gotta, that's a whole different thing that you're going to have to talk to somebody about, but I wouldn't know the first thing about uh, giving advice on that. But you have to find 
some area of release for yourself so that you can focus on the job at hand. Because for those of us that are working or if you are unemployed, your job is trying to find a job and it is crafting a resume. It's learning new skills. It's something. But we all have jobs right now, even even when you're unemployed. You have to be able to improve yourself and to work hard to get that next opportunity. It will happen. Like this yeah. recession is going to be different than financial crisis. It might last for there might be ripple effects for a long, long time, but mm. there will be a bounce back. Um, but. You have to be able to understand what your pressure points are. And then you feel better. It's almost like exercise. You feel better when you know that at the end of the day, you know what? Even if you hate your job, it's like, you know what? I hate my job, but I did a goddamn good job. Today. I really did work hard because I think right now there are a lot of people that are telling their friends and telling their family and telling coworkers, oh, I'm working so hard right now. Oh, <laughs> this is the hardest I've ever worked in my life. I don't think that there be there are a lot of people who are not being honest with themselves when they're saying that they are they are full of shit. Um, and so you have to be able to have that inward focus and then but the beautiful thing is every day offers you an opportunity to write that chip and it can be righted as opposed to us, you know, dealing with drinking drugs, uh, depression, which takes a long, long time to write that chip work how you approach work if you just can mentally snap yourself out of it you can start doing good work tomorrow and that's a beautiful thing it's the one thing you are in control you can't control the economy you can't control the spread of the coronavirus to an extent the global spread of coronavirus i guess um but you can control how you do your job yep uh, i totally agree with that so like i think the the key point of this thing is that you know focus on the things that you can control all the things that don't control sure they all stress you out uh it is depressing as well but uh you know if you're really focusing on that i'm not saying you should close one eye or close both eyes and not think about those things no you actually have to you have to address it you have to mentally think you have to think about it yeah yeah but i mean some people do to approach it to like i i don't care about it you know i'm just going to live life as a as normal you know um but so what i'm saying is that you have to you have to think about it but at the same time know how to distance yourself from it and focus instead on the things that you can control um so like and hopefully those uh, and how you deal hopefully uh (laughs) they are healthy healthy uh, uh, initiatives as well. So like, for example, I mean, I, 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 I do take to the bottle let's, once wait, in a let's, while. Let's positive this up. Let's, let's end this conversation yes, on a positive. Yes. And we are, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, so I was just, <laughs> what, what is, what is the positive takeaway from it? So the positive takeaway is that, um, so before you interrupted me. <laughs> it's my job, co-host. <sighs> So I do, I do like to have a glass uh, slash a bottle of wine every now and then, um, and I do, and I do recognize that this also is not while while it's not uh, wrong to drink, but the way I am approaching it sometimes may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm drinking not out of enjoyment, but because I need to escape. Yeah. Um, but I have to realize that this is not a healthy form of escaping whatever it is, what the stresses of, uh, you know, the day or your or boss is an asshole. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the things that I've been trying to do, um, well, as, as, uh, if you've been listening for a while now, you'll know that, uh, I am a, uh, I took the Kool-Aid on a uh, CrossFit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that has given me, uh, uh, that is definitely one of my outlets for for many many of my frustration frustrations, you know. Um, so getting a workout in uh, at at the CrossFit uh, gym or you know on Zoom classes, that really helps me. Other things that help me kind of calm down a little bit is to either listen to some uh, a, a a podcast on meditation, or um, 
doing yoga for a bit. So like basically stretches that help you like release some of the tension in your body. So I find that has been, that has helped quite a bit. And in terms of like my mental state as well, trying to like reflect, I find myself questioning a lot of like how I feel during the day. So make little notes of like, and notice every feeling that you have, every thought that comes in, you know, like, oh, that was a negative thought. What am I going to do about it? Uh, how do I deal with it? You know, yeah, that's how I've been dealing with it. No, actually, that last piece that you just said there, too, really struck a chord. So uh, I told Wei Shen about this, but uh, Alice told me this book uh, called, it's called The Book of Joy. And uh, it's, it, I can't remember who the actual, so they had a writer who followed uh, Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama, um, Gunga Gulungala. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said that well. <laughs> yeah. Caddyshack and Mahana. Um, so, but yeah, so it's called The Book of Joy, and it is, I am not about self help books. Like, God, do, yeah, I tried reading a couple self help books or how to be better at business, how to be a better manager, and I'm like, ah, Jesus, I hate all this stuff. Um, uh, Desmond Tutu and uh, the Lama uh, have very, very different. Um, they're very, very same, but they have different philosophies about joy. What brings you joy? So, not the Marie Kondi, Kondo, Kondi, Kondo, 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 Marie Kondo. Not that uh, per se. Um, not this multi-million. You know, let's make a ton of money off of people coming into my cult-like philosophy these people are you know i don't know anyway it's a good book because it helps you to focus on taking out some of that anger taking out some of the anxiety taking out some of the frustration that you experience in life and just trying to mentally start to train yourself um or how they go about mentally trying to train themselves to appreciate the good things in their lives um and you know through this whole process outside of work so work is work you got you got a job to do you got to finish work and i do try and be a good manager i do try and help people through problems and stuff like that you know sometimes i'm successful sometimes i'm not and sometimes i'm just more angry at work than i should be and you know and i and i have to deal with that but also with my friends my family and stuff like that I would like to be a source of positivity for them. Um, I and I feel like it, you, you mentioned the word "pay it forward," but I really do believe in that philosophy. That you know, I'm a religious person, I'm a, or I'm a spiritual person. I don't believe in any organized religion, but um, you know, I pray all the time uh, or every day, and uh, I do believe that good deeds come back to you. I do believe that. You know, we can make a society better by people just trying to help out. I'm a capitalist and I, I selfishly buy things and I do selfish things. But you try and have moments where you're just trying to help somebody out or, or just it's through a conversation. It's just a positivity thing here and there. It's, it's whatever it is. And I highly recommend this book. Again, it's not a self-help book and it's not a religious book, um, even though. Uh, Tutu and uh, Desmond Tutu and um, Dalai Lama are very religious people, spiritual people. It's not that. I highly recommend it because I've, I've found that it's helped me to better understand my beliefs. Not my belief structure. That makes it sound cultish, doesn't it? <laughs> but, your, uh, <laughs> your psyche. My psyche. Yeah, there you go. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, for me, I think it's that. But it's... This is a difficult time for everybody. If you have a job and you're working harder than you've ever been, that's difficult. If you're unemployed and you have all these concerns, that's much more difficult. If you are a frontline worker, you're a restaurant, you know, you have healthcare professionals and you have people delivering food. You have, but they're both in very, very similar environments of they're, they're being pushed out. So it's an empathy thing and it's, about appreciating the positives in your life and then also saying, am I going to be somebody that can help to make somebody's life just a little bit better with a little positivity here and there 
with a little bit of help here and there. Um, that for me is uh, that's that for me has has helped me. Like, and yeah, a little bit from the book, but I, I don't know. I'm rambling on, but I think that that's uh, that for me has helped me. Yep, and uh, it's uh, definitely a book that I. I'm going to buy after I finish a couple of books on Audible, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a conversation that we'll, I'm pretty sure we'll be having in the future as well. Uh, finding joy within yourself. I mean, first of all, that has to come, it has to come from within yourself. Comes from you know? within. Yep. That, that's, yep. Uh, you have to start there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, neither of us are trained psychologists, so everything that we just said, just ignore it. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't listen to us. We can't help you. Just I mean, go look have at a it. Drink, we, we actually, just, we're, just, <laughs> we're just speaking from our personal experiences. That's all. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're we're not trained uh, <laughs> to give advice at all. But um, nope. yeah, we yeah. But we have a podcast, <laughs> so fuck it. <laughs> Mariella better catch that last swear word, by the way. <laughs> she better listen to the whole thing. And she will, she will. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I think we've uh, actually covered a lot of ground today. We and um, Yep. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing about the podcast, too. People can click off whenever the hell they want, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, let us know uh, what you thought, and we're, we're always interested to hear what your thoughts are, and appreciate any of any feedback that you give. So, and, and if if your company is forcing you to go back to work, we want to know too. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> or if you Absolutely. have any ideas on how to uh, how to uh, internalize joy and how to also exude it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear about that. You can go to Wayshed on that. So. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess we'll see you next week. See you next <laughs> Take week. Take care and stay safe. Have a good one.